All right, so I'm currently on the phone with Rahul. He's another musician that reached out about the interview series. So I'm going to go ahead and give him the chance to introduce himself. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Rahul Borkar. I am from Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, you know, I've been doing music for a very, very long time. And without feeling too old, probably about um, 30 years. So, yeah, um, it's pretty much been a massive part of my life for the majority of my life. Perfect. So um, tell me about how you first found music and got involved in it. What about it was appealing to you and made you want to participate in it? All right, one of my uh, pretty much a uh, very good memory during it, you know, my mom just was having a, a procedure done and I stayed with um, one of her friends because my dad is a, is a physician. So I was staying with because, uh, you know, so he was busy you know, working. So I stayed uh, with one of her friends and her son. Um, you know, he was probably like 17 or something like that, uh, was a drummer. And, you know, I mean, I don't know why, but like I fell in love with it You know, as soon as I saw him playing. And then I actually remember this. So I was probably like seven or eight. And um, he would put me on his lap and I would play drums. And, you know, my feet wouldn't touch the kick drum. But I remember him being like, like you know, it's so impressed because I had a beat. You know, I could keep a beat pretty well um, for a kid. So... I just, from that day on, I just wanted, you know, I wanted to, I knew, I knew I was wanting to play music. Okay. And so once you did kind of, uh, you know, validate that within yourself, how did you pursue that feeling? Uh, you know, did you uh, start learning other people's music, start learning instruments? What was your first steps into it? I guess I got really into rock music when I was 11. Um, and finally, when I was 12, I, I didn't get the drum set yet, but my mom got me a guitar and you know, I just, I picked it up and I picked it up pretty quickly. And I had a lot of friends that were, um, that were guitar players. So I never took lessons, but I kind of just got like the basics from them. And so, you know, by the time I was 13, um, you know, Nirvana had come out and stuff like that. So, and, you know, Pearl Jam was big. So I just kind of started playing that kind of stuff and kind of just self-taught. But yeah, I mean, that was pretty much the stepping stone. And, you know, a year later, she finally got me that drum kit. So I was playing guitar and drums and, you know, it was just a blast. Okay. And then um, once you did uh, learn that stuff and you felt comfortable playing and everything, uh, did you start looking for other musicians to do like the garage band circuit or did you start, you know, working on your own stuff? Uh, tell me a bit about, you know, how you began to explore into working with music. Sure. So, I mean, I think pretty much anybody who picks up an instrument, you know, they kind of dream of being in a band. Um, so, Ironically, you know, my parents didn't want to give me, you know, instrument until I was 13, but we ended up, um, she would let me play and have people over. So I think by the time I was 14, um, I found, you know, the, actually the guy that, you know, had taught me how to play guitar. Um, I asked him if he, you know, since I got the drum set, I asked him if he wanted to play. So he would come over and we would just jam. Um, he was a phenomenal guitar player. And, and then, you know, I picked up drums very quickly. Um, I, I kind of just played it by ear and... Yeah, I mean, just from then on, I kind of got used to writing music. Um, even as a you know, as a drummer, I still play guitar, so I would still write. And pretty much that day on, I really became interested in writing music instead of playing other people's music. So by the time I guess I was a freshman in high school, I had a full full on band and. You know, we were playing shows, you know, as I was a freshman in high school, the cool kid that was in the band. <laughs> um, and our singer at the time had a four track um, studio recorder. It was just four tracks, you know, back in the day, that's what people used. We didn't use computers. Again, I feel old, but 
so since he left it at my house, I started kind of tinkering with it and realized that I could record the drums, I could record guitars, and I could do vocals. I had never tried doing vocals at that point yet. And then, yeah, one thing led to another. I wrote a song, played the drums, played the guitar, did the vocals. And then all of a sudden, I was kind of doing the Dave Grohl thing. And yeah, I mean, it just never stopped from there. Okay. And so how many uh, different kind of iterations of a band do you think you went through, you know, finding that you wanted to do it? You know, um, the guys I was in a band with as a freshman, was uh, one of my best friends. Uh, he and I still play music together um, 30 years later. So uh, ironically, yeah, I still play with a lot of the same people. Um, as far as reiterations goes, since, you know, I, I did the drum thing for a while in that band, um, then after that, I was singing in a kind of a hardcore band um, with some different people. And then after that um, is when I got into more of the, uh, I'm not in a high school garage band anymore. Um, it's a lot more professional. Um, I was in a band called, at that time we were called Element H. We later had to change it to Breckenridge. But, and that was when I was about 20, 20, oh yeah, I was 20 years old. And yeah, they asked me to play guitar for them and I came into the band and then it was a whole different scenario because, um, you know, you were talking about garage bands earlier. Um, this one actually became something that, um, there were realistic goals that were very high and yeah, I mean, and achieving them at the time, I, you know, I didn't think we could, you know, I well, I just didn't realize, you know, getting big in my city was, you know, important, but, you know, then we had goals to, you know, naturally become big and, um, you know, we did a good job getting there. Nice. So um, that kind of leads us up to, you know, the kind of stuff that you're working on now. And um, are you involved in multiple projects? You said that you're uh, kind of writing for your own stuff as well. Um, give me the rundown about what, what you're currently doing. Well, I think no matter what I do, I will always write and I'll always, you know, do stuff for myself, you know, um, especially because, you know, I can record everything. And, you know, one of the blessings of you know, technology is that it always gets better. And nowadays you can have a professional studio um, in your bedroom or you can, you can create, you know, professional sounding, you know, material from your bedroom, you know, I have electronic drum kit, I've got all the gear um, to do, you know, release stuff to, to be honest with you professionally. So I'll always be doing that. Um, and, you know, I had some projects, you know, I was, I had a project with the guys from um, uh, Kid Rock, Three Doors Down, Shine Down, and Leonard Skinner. Um, and we were actually finishing our record and then COVID hit. So like we had like one more week of, you know, stuff to do to finish it up, but yeah, COVID hit. And then, you know, everybody was at home. Um, and then I started discovering that people were doing stuff online and I was like, Whoa, okay. So I, um, now what I do is, you know, I, I could do everything online now with people. So yeah. So during that time, you know, when I wasn't, wasn't recording my own stuff, I was like, Hey, you know, maybe I should start producing because I had always been fascinated. I'd always been the artist and never been the producer, you know, behind the guy, behind the scenes, you know, behind the desk, pressing record, telling, you know, giving suggestions to bands and, you know, stuff, just putting my input into it. And during that time I started, you know, dipping my toes into that aspect of things and started working with people. Um, and then I realized that I got just as much satisfaction as being an artist as doing artist development. So we um, like, you know, talented singers or hip hop people or pop singers or whatever. Um, I'll, I'll produce the stuff, but I'll also um, co-write with them. Um, so that kind of, I realized, I didn't know I had that passion at the beginning. So, and now I do. So I've kind of shifted from being an artist, but like I said, I'll always still write music and record, but I'm doing more pro um, producing and artist development for other people now. 
Awesome. And uh, since you did kind of uh, connect a couple dots there, you know, having a project studio in your bedroom and then also working online, I always like to give a shout out to the subreddit community Bedroom Bands, um, who essentially does exactly what you just described. It's a bunch of musicians that are all collaborating on music via Reddit, and uh, they constantly have projects that they're putting out. And I think it's a really cool project. So I like to promote them. That's awesome. You know, I'd like to, you know, for anybody that wants to get into that, there's a software called Session Wire that I use. And it basically just lets you, it's like Zoom, but for musicians, it's kind of like high def audio going back and forth to people. And it's it's, it's pretty amazing what you can do. So I've been, I've produced people in London, um, you know, Australia, Canada, you know, just, and then of course, all over the US. And yeah, man, technology has really made things better. Like back in the day, you had to travel to work with somebody um for hours you know and now you can just be like hey you want to meet me online and then bam you're you're writing music together it's yeah, very cool it, it speeds up the process a lot for sure yeah um so with that kind of being the stuff that you're working on now where do you want to see yourself go in five ten years what do you want to see your career develop into i'd like to you know have my name known as not just a record producer but somebody that like not saying that all the producers don't, but I want my, my big thing to be like, you know, he, he really cares about his artists because honest to God, everybody I've produced, they've become not just friends, but like people I consider family. So I think, um, relationships are extremely important to being a good producer. And I, you know, I make sure that there's a vibe there first. So yeah, I mean, I, I care about everybody I, I work with and whether they pay me or not, you know, I still give the same amount of effort because everything that leaves my, you know, leaves my hands and goes to somebody else will it, it would torture me if i did not give it my all so yeah i mean so if people knew me as that i would be very happy i'd be content with my work <laughs> sure definitely so uh, tell me um some of your favorite memories that have happened to you surrounding music whether it was a show you went to or you know a piece of music you put out um what sticks with you and kind of keeps you motivated Okay, so when I was in that band Breckenridge, um, we had I mean, we had a song that we got, you know, worked with a producer named Malcolm Springer, and it was called Honesty. And all of a sudden, the program director at um, Clear Channel really liked the song, and he started spinning it. And I remember the first time that it was on there, and I remember being in the car with my mom, and I just remember pointing at that, and she goes, "I go, mom, that's me," and she goes, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's that's my band," and it was just a incredible feeling because you know like i said i knew that you know i knew a little bit before then that i had kind of transferred out of the garage thing but to show your parents that you know you know getting on the radio you know with something that's not like the local hour but it was like a national thing it's, it's a pretty cool thing to show your parents and uh so they were proud i was proud and you know it's just a great you know just again you know i'm a big family guy so you know getting showing that being able to show that to them was uh, pretty amazing and I would say another another pretty cool memory that, you know, and again, this is not to sound like a bragging point, but like it's just it was a really special moment for me. But um, going back to the song, you know, this, that song, it ended up getting picked up by national radio. So we were getting spins around the entire country and you know, we ended up becoming a, I think we, we charted at number uh, number four on the Billboard charts. And so at that point, we were getting calls from like a lot of people, a lot of labels, um, a lot of managers. And then one day a lawyer called us and he happened to be like, you know, Kirk Cobain's lawyer and Nirvana, the Dixie Chicks, you know, just a bunch of people. Um, and he said, can you get to Cincinnati 
like in an hour and a half and we were like, well, we're in Louisville. So that it takes us exactly an hour, hour and a half to get there. So we just got in the car and we built it there. So it was actually um, a concert for the Eagles. And it turned out that um, the manager Irving Azoff wanted to meet us um, because he wanted, you know, we were talking about doing a management deal with them. And it was just incredible meeting the Eagles and meeting him because at the time I didn't realize, you know, I wasn't into like now I, I'm in the producer side. So I know people who do stuff, but I didn't realize how big of a name that guy was. And, you know, it was just amazing just meeting all the guys in the Eagles, meeting him. Um, the next day he got us on iTunes as the first unsigned artist. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, when you say, can you think of a couple of memories? I've got so <laughs> many. They're just so special. Sure. It's so hard. I could talk all day. Yeah, that's cool. That's a great opportunity. Um, so what, where can people find your stuff and listen to what you're doing and, uh, some of the people you're producing and stuff? What are your links? Uh, you can go online and, um, you know, I have the Rahul So it's R-A-H-U-L-B-O-R-K-A-R and Borkar is my last name. So, um, borkarproductions.com as well. And if you, ch- if you look, if you're looking for music, uh, luckily I'm the only Rahul Borkar out there making, you know, music, so you can find it pretty easily. Um, Facebook's a great way to get hold of me, Instagram, you know, I'm always, if you want to get hold of me, it'll be pretty easy. And, uh, I love, I love meeting new people. So if you want to reach out, go for it. Excellent. Uh, so I always like to give the person I'm interviewing the opportunity to put out their last word. So a message that you want to throw out there that you resonate with. Okay. So I, I'll say this, um, First and foremost, um, for people who want to get involved in music or thinking about it, um, just remember that the fa- if you're if you're creating something, that's actually what the goal is. The goal isn't success. The goal should be creating something because it's good for your soul. It's from your heart. It's something that you want to do. So, if you're not on the radio right away, or if you're not doing this, this you know right away, um, don't be so hard on yourself because there's a listener out there for you. You just got to find them. Um, and you got to find that market. So keep doing what you're doing. Remember, you know, the fact that you're making music and finishing songs is an amazing feat. Not everybody can do that. So just keep doing what you're doing. And eventually people will, people will find you and you'll find them. So just keep at it. 